This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy. 94.9. Macca and Paul on Saturday Magazine. It's uh, my great pleasure to welcome our next guest, retiring Senator... Janet Rice from the Greens. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. How are you going? Look pretty good. Morning, Janet. Can I ask Janet? Yeah, good morning. It's clearly, you know, you know, your career in in Parliament, you know, is is coming to an end. Um, but how does it feel to now know that you're not going to have to travel to Canberra? <laughs> All those times. And, and one of the first times we spoke to you, I remember when uh, you became a senator, that you were riding your push bike to Canberra. Remember oh, that? That's right. Uh, yeah, I, I rode two weeks to get myself from Melbourne to Canberra. And I'm now thinking that very same bike that I've been riding around Canberra, I've got to get it back to Melbourne somehow. So I am seriously considering riding home again. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go on, Janet, do it. That's Good a great you. idea. Yeah. Can I say, Janet, it must be a pretty hard decision um, you know, to, to so yeah. Why did you decide? And, and you know, I say um, the the person that the Greens have uh, uh, selected to succeed you, Steph Hodge, Hodgins May, is that right? Hodgins May, that's Hodgins right. May, who was previously a candidate in uh, McNamara here for the House of Representatives, and congratulations, Steph. Um, so, for you to make the decision to step down, can I ask? How long did you think about it um, and, oh, um, and what were the reasons? Look, a long time. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's 10 years since I was elected and when I finish up in the first half of next year, it'll be almost 10 years I've been in the Senate. Right. And essentially I decided, look, you know, I love the job. It's fantastic, but it's, it's, it's a sprint. You can't do anything else with your life other than that focus, dedication to being a senator. You know, things like having come home from Parliament this week, I've now got a weekend full of activities. I'm currently out of the community event with the Tibetan community. I've got two things on tomorrow. The rest of your life really gets put aside, and you can only do that for so long. And plus, I think it's really good to have, you know, new energy and, you know, that in new enthusiasm that somebody who hasn't been in the job for 10 years can bring to it. But having, you know, you sort of ask how does it feel, it is a bit surreal. And certainly sitting in Parliament over the last week and thinking, well, when I come back in February, um, you know, it will be very much the countdown to my final weeks there. There'll be things that I will really miss and there'll be things that I won't miss at all. I can tell you question time. As Scott Ludlam said to me when I was first elected, every question time is, is an hour of your life you'd never get back. So. <laughs> <laughs> what were you... What will you miss the most, Janet? Look, it is having the the privilege of having the standing of being a senator to be an advocate and the campaigner and the fact that you, being a senator does open doors. It means that people listen to you more than if you're a, you know, an ordinary member of the public. It shouldn't be like that, but it is. And that you have the resources to actually be a campaigner. And so having... You know, an office having staff, um, having a, an office budget, um, to be able to really campaign hard—that's what I'll miss the most. And having the platform of the parliament to to speak out on behalf of 
you know, people who we need to have change in our society so that life's better for them. So whether that's LGBTIQA plus people, whether it's refugees, whether it's people you know, living in Palestine, Tibet, West Papua. <laughs> and, you know, for the last couple of years, it's been a, a incredibly, being an, an advocate for people who are living on income support and really struggling in Australia with the skyrocketing cost of living, living in poverty and having that opportunity to be in the parliament and speak out on their behalf and to take action on their behalf. Can I just ask Janet, you know, as, uh, you know, a Green Senator and, you know, sitting on the crossbench, and not referring to you guys, but sometimes it's a very crossbench. Um, <laughs> some of the people that you share the crossbench with, um, are there any of those that you're really going to miss? And, you know, I'm not sure you want to say the ones you won't, but you've got, you've got the microphone. <laughs> no, I'll keep myself tonight. I'll but, keep myself tonight. <laughs> but, you know, working with the crossbench, um, you know, so whether it's, been a coalition government or whether it's a Labor government, the Greens votes have always been really important in getting legislation through the Senate. But working with the crossbench, what uh, what are your reflections there? You know, you've been there nearly 10 years. Uh, what are your reflections? Look, I think the, the interesting thing about working with the crossbench is that then everybody on the crossbench knows that they've got to negotiate, they've got to really work to be building um, relationships and building connections with people in order to get things through. Whereas so often the parties of government, so often it's, no, we've got the numbers, so we don't need to talk yeah. to you. So that's, that's one of the things that really makes the crossbench, you know, interesting to work with. And you can get things done. Get things done. For example, I mean, I've been there as the Greens spokesperson for forests for the last 10 years, came into the parliament with a passion for protecting our forests. But it's only been with the advent of the teal independence that we felt that we've got some really strong allies in that. So I've, you know, worked closely with um, Sophie Scomps, um, one of the teals in Sydney, who's been, you know, taken up the cause of ending native forest logging as well. And similarly, um, Monique Ryan here in Melbourne, who has done the same. And there's that sense that you can be building those relationships um, I mean, there are some people in the major parties who are, you know, committed to working cross-party lines as well, and I've really valued those relationships. But there are other people in the major parties who just, you mm. know, want to want to try and destroy you. Janet, <laughs> hi, it's, it's Paul here. Can I? Can it's Paul here? Can I just broaden the conversation as well slightly? So the other thing I really wanted to ask you was was what changes have you seen in the Canberra machine about the working environment, the people you work with? So arriving 10 years ago uh, as a member of the queer community and, and a woman, what was the atmosphere like then and how do you think it is now? Has it changed? Look, in terms of the focus as a woman, the focus on really having respectful behaviour and you know, the whole... Um, Focus particularly with with Brittany Higgins and and respectful relationships and the work that's that's happened through the, um, the respect at work and the incredible work that Kate Jenkins did as the sex discrimination yes, commissioner. Yeah. So there has now and we've now almost got we've now got a code of conduct in place that is almost uh, compulsory. It, the legislation to make it compulsory for us to actually comply with this code of conduct is, probably will be. Um, finally resolved next year. And so there is that realisation that you can't just be, you know, rude, derogatory, discriminatory, sexist, racist, 
and that's acceptable. And I think that's the big change. That behaviour still occurs. I can tell you that behaviour still occurs, but I think there is an increasing recognition that it's unacceptable and there will be consequences if it occurs. And I think that's a very good thing. That's refreshing to hear. I mean, really refreshing to hear because, you know, sitting on the sidelines and hearing some of those horror stories makes me think, you know, normal workplace behaviour should be, you know, in the one workplace that it should be respected the most. It seems to be respected the least. So um, good progress. I just want to ask, Janet, so where you sit in the Senate, who is closest to you uh, from other crossbench? Pauline Hanson or I call him Senate (laughs) or I call him Senator Babble? Um, which one is closer to you? <laughs> Look, I, I'm not going to um, say anything about either of those two senators. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel I'm going to keep myself nice. Um, I mean, for us as Greens, obviously, you know, my Greens colleagues, it's been great to have Senator David Pocock, who you know we've been, yes. been agreeing on a lot of things as well. Um, but, you know, for us as Greens, we have got that ongoing commitment we have to have that ability to work with anyone. And that, I mean, I came into the Senate with a commitment to working collaboratively, a background as a facilitator, a real passion for getting people to, you know, work together, see what we've got in common. And I said, you know, anyone that's willing to work with me, I'm willing to work with them, which, you know, and that was such a huge thing with getting marriage equality across yes. the line. And I treasure that, you know, the biggest win of my 10 years was the work that I did with Senator Dean Smith and Senator Louise Pratt in particular, the work on the Senate committee that ended up with the legislation. That was Dean's bill, and so um, it's that's it's you know people from across across the parties who have been willing and able to put those party differences aside and see where we can get some short some shared um, things across the line. They've been the most you know satisfying um, experiences of my time in the Senate, and. It, they, however, you know, even I, I had hoped that with the advent of the Labor government that there would have been more of them and that we would have had a bit more um, support from the Labor Party for some of the things that we've got in common. But there, that hasn't really been the case. I've found the last 18 months almost as frustrating as the previous, mm. <laughs> the previous eight years and particularly on things like raising the rate of income support so that people aren't living in poverty. And I would have thought given that, you know, Labor platform that no one should be left behind their unwillingness to do that has been really disappointing did you know janet in the 30 years of joy's existence we have not had one cent of federal government support not one pretty extraordinary yeah perhaps you could ask uh, now who would be the who represents the treasurer in the senate um is it Katie? That's Katie Gallagher. Oh, well, there you go. There's, yeah, there's, 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 the a question. there's a question for Katie, <laughs> if I can... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I think that, you know, it, it goes to the point that there are so many things that are valuable in our community, the community values that should be having government support. Mm. And, and essentially, we've even this Labor government has said, oh, no, we can't afford to do that because... Oh, we've, know, got some, we've got some submarines to and buy. What, yeah. Exactly. Fiscal responsibility means we spend $300 billion counting on um, nuclear submarines, it means $300 billion in the stage three tax cuts, 90% of which will go to the extraordinarily wealthy, and yet we can't afford to be yet spending money on community radio. We can't afford, we are told we can't afford to raise income support so that people aren't living in poverty and aren't being made homeless. That's not the... 
they're not the priorities in you know in a really care care you know a caring society that we as Greens are campaigning. For. They can th- those funding initiatives can coexist, like. You of course know, they can. Perhaps get That's a right. perhaps That's get right. a, a, thre- a perhaps get a three burner stove in the submarine rather than a four. <laughs> now, now, Janet, looking forward, obviously your diary's been maxed out for the last ten years, like dawn till dusk. Um, what on earth are you going to be doing yeah. when you are uh, when you step away? Spending two weeks to ride home from Canberra on the bike. after the bike ride. Yeah, two weeks ride. <laughs> I very much want to have. Look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a full dance card in in terms of particular projects. I want to return to my work as a facilitator, working yeah. in helping organisations work collaboratively together and reach consensus. I want to keep working with the Greens in the Asia Pacific with our fledgling Greens parties in places like Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea, the Solomons. Um, I'm keen to keep working on international human rights, um, Palestine, West Papua, Tibet passionate about working on climate and forests and I'm not quite sure exactly what shape that's going to take but I want to do that at a more moderate pace so rather than sprinting at a you know, nice moderate yep. jogging pace and have plenty of time in nice places, time with family, time with my new partner Anne whom we're very much looking forward to finally having Fantastic. a good time together <laughs> and, with, and with my family, you know, my 91 year old mum who's not going to be with us for a lot longer and I want to be able to, yeah spend the time with her that I just haven't had over the last 10 years. Great. Janet, we're out of time. Thank you uh, for making thank time you. today, but thank you for your advocacy for our community. Um, and I'm, you know, glad that, you know, you said that marriage equality and working with, you know, colleagues in the Senate and, you know, uh, Dean Smith and sorry, the other senator, just so I don't get it wrong. And- Louise Pratt. Louise Pratt. Yeah, it was Dean, Dean and Lou and I who are on the Senate committee, and we're often, you know, Dean, Dean's there because it was his private senator's bill, but it was the three of us oh, yes. working through the, the details of the Senate committee. And again, you know, Penny Wong gets a lot of the limelight, but Penny was the just person who was up there yeah. right. Yeah. We did the hard work. Tell, right. tell it how it is, Janet. That's, yeah, that's for that's, sure. That's how it is. And, <laughs> and when, you, when you're back in the Senate, please give my regards to Pauline and to Senator Babel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Janet, thank you for joining us and thank you for all your okay. work in the Senate. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great 10 Makes years. Makes a difference. And uh, we look Can forward. Let's let's have a chat yeah. next year uh, once you've stepped down. Why don't you bring Steph in one Saturday and we'll, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll shoot the breeze. That would be great. That thank would you. be really great. Cheers. Okay. thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9. Macca and Paul, that was uh, retiring Green Senator, Senator Janet Rice. When we come back a subject that a lot of you think is going to be a bit dry, but it's actually not. The Australian Financial Complaints Authority does some really important work, some challenging work, I would imagine, and we're going to speak with David Locke, their CEO, and if you want to ask a question, uh, 0427 for an SMS, on air at If it's polite and respectful, I might ask it. Stay with us. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.